What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here. Uh, been a couple days since we are on the cast. I was super busy the last five or six days with a, with a bunch of real, legit work I had to get done. Not saying the podcast doesn't work, but uh, we do this as a, like a lead gen and to create value for you guys and to do something for fun and give me another outlet uh, to share content and create. But I had to get down to the dirt uh, and do some real work with some follow-ups, some program organization. We did the event with BJ Gadura and myself here, which I think was uh, a success. I hope everybody who attended uh, enjoyed it and loved it. Um, a lot of inappropriate comments, a lot of swearing, uh, a lot of colorful uh, commentary and actions uh, throughout the entire day. But uh, we filmed the entire thing, actually. So I will, uh, like I think, like nine hours of straight content of, of talking, interaction, coaching, mobility, training, Metcon, Metagains, a lot of stuff packed into there so we'll we'll splice it up somehow i think we'll do maybe some on the podcast some on youtube and uh and some of the other outlets for you guys so uh be on the lookout for that as we go other than that uh i i stayed up you know we went out we did dinner uh late thursday night with david jack if you guys know dave jack from the men's health stuff and our mandatory minute series and then friday night we actually took the group out here for like a pre-event dinner and then saturday night we met up with uh Alexia Clark, if you guys are familiar with Alexia, the queen of workouts, she's a monster on Instagram. Actually, we'll have Alexia on the podcast uh, probably next Wednesday is the plan. But uh, my point is I stayed up past midnight uh, all three nights in a row going out to dinner with these guys and just um, you know sharing stories and catching up and having a good time and then obviously getting to meet the people who are at the event. And uh, it takes its toll on me. I have not I have not done that in many, many years. And uh, while it's all super great, uh, I'm feeling the effects of it. Uh, I'll say it at this point. So... Um, touching on today's podcast and getting into this, we have a lot of stuff coming down the pipe for you guys, a lot of cool, neat things, but this is one that I saved that I got around Christmas time from, uh, my man, Pat Rigsby and, and Pat is a guy who helped me kind of lay out my fitness business and journey early on in the game. And Pat and I have done some other things in, in different groups and some, some products and some certifications together, uh, over the last couple of years. And he sends out a lot of, you know, great written content and I know just from our people how things are kind of shifting to voice. Our email list is still amazing, and, and you guys read it, and it's awesome. And if you guys are not on it, shoot me a message. I'll add you to our, our newsletter. We, we send it out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so three per week, every single week, no matter what. And uh, I'll bring it there as well, but I wanted to share it with you guys here just because the podcast is starting to grow to a level that is uh, really substantial. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you're not subscribed, make sure you do subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. I appreciate it. And uh, so now it's growing and it's, getting, it's becoming ridiculously big, which is amazing that you guys want to listen to me ramble on. And I thought I'd bring it to you here. And so I'm going to call this kind of like a marriage, you know, between, you know, success and business and fitness and relationships and basically everything in life. And this might be geared towards, you know, initially, you know, fitness people or entrepreneurs or things, but you can take these, I guess, steps or a little just, you know, success hacks and uh, you can apply them to any area of your life. And a lot of this stuff is things you guys already know. But to me, it's always nice to hear a reminder when I'm having a shitty day or I'm not sure what to do or which direction to go. Um, These things help you keep moving forward. And maybe sometimes it's hearing it in a different light or a different way. And the example I give is like we're doing this uh, workshop here this weekend. And BJ Gadora and myself have some very similar beliefs on nutrition. Slightly different variations, but very similar overall. And I can say something 8 million times to my wife and BJ can say it once and all of a sudden she listens to it. Now, that's not saying like I'm wrong and he's right. He's essentially saying the exact same thing, but because it's coming from him 
and it's a different person in a different context or maybe a different tone or a different way he says it, then it resonates with her. Or maybe just because I'm, I'm the husband and she's the wife and she's like, fuck you, Jeremy, I don't listen to you. And then there, there's that too. But my point is that sometimes hearing things chopped up and served and spliced in a different way makes a difference. Kind of like how you get a sandwich. If you slice it on the middle or if you slice it in diagonals, it tastes different to certain people. Now, my opinion, obviously, diagonals is way better, but some people like it straight down the middle. So that is what today is going to be. So with that said, we're talking just some uh, kind of success hacks um, for you guys to be high achievers and leaders in your field or leaders at home or leaders wherever you're at. The first one is nine out of 10 times, the biggest limiting factor is your own mind. If you don't believe it can happen, it won't. This is a this is kind of an absolute truth. I think we've all let doubt creep in at some point in our life. We've thought, you know, we're not smart enough, we're not strong enough, we're not fast enough, we don't have enough resources, we're not rich enough, we don't have the connections. Whatever the story is we're telling ourselves, we, we tend to believe it. And I can assure you this, you guys, if you don't believe that you can make it happen, it, it almost certainly never will. It's just, it's too hard. It really is. And if you're always doubting yourself that things are going to fail, more often than not, that they, they're probably going to. You have to have, I mean, self-awareness is real and it's a gift. And if you suck at things, you're not good at things. You've been trying something for, you know, a year and there's no progress whatsoever. Yeah, maybe that's a thing. But if, if you're doing something for a year and there's any progress, like you're trying to build an Instagram following and you went from 600 people to 850 people. Hey man, that's 250 more people. If you're trying to, you know, grow your newsletter email list, if you're trying to grow, grow like your client base, if you're trying to lose you know, 50 pounds and in the first year you only lost 22 pounds, that's progress. So you can't limit, you know, what is possible in your mind before it becomes to life and reality. You have to have almost like this unreal belief in yourself that if you're willing to put in the work long enough, awesome things will happen. And nothing, you guys, happens for us overnight. Nothing happens super. Yeah, sure, there's people who are anomalies and unicorns where things kind of take off and they hit, hit that home run or something goes viral and it runs for them. I'm not in that school, and I know some people think like, oh, Jeremy, you can do this and this and this. I'm like, if I had to list out all the shit I've had to eat over the past 10 or 11 years to get to this point, it would almost make you guys you know, sick to hear it and be like, wow, this dude is really grinding. He's really pushing to get to this point, and that's what I've done, and I'm a grinder, man. It's just it's the only way I know things didn't happen really fast for me. They happened super slow, and there's a gift and a curse inside both of those, but the biggest key is you have to believe, even though... You know, the first month I was in business when I was making, you know, I say make, I grossed $342 total. So I'm a negative for the month. Even then, I believed in myself that, hey, man, if I keep working hard, I'm going to go from one guy to two guys. I'm going to go from, you know, three people on a weekend showing up to 10 people on a weekend showing up. And slowly, over time, things happen. You guys are the same way. Next one, determine what you enjoy doing and do best, and then outsource as much of the rest as possible. The way I read that is double down on your strengths, go all in on the shit that you're good at, and punt the stuff that you suck at. So for me, I enjoy creating things, I enjoy the actual fitness part of it, um, I don't like the tedious tasks of follow-up, even though I still do a lot of it myself. I do have, I, I built a awesome team of people around me with Monica, Jacob, with Wags, with Matt, uh, we use Travis for some stuff. Uh, it's a really good, and again, and I, and I, I literally connect with, you know, if I have a question, I'm like, Hey BJ, what do you do for this? Or Hey Dave, Jack, what do you do for this? I will reach out to people, um, who have done things that I want to do or have done it before me or also do what I'm doing and I can ask them for that. And then obviously if I'm terrible at, you know, 
in our in-person business, right? If I'm terrible at graphics and making flyers, I'm not going to be the one in charge of creative. I'm either going to have Monica do it or we'll outsource it to somebody on Fiverr or something else. So I'm not going to waste time on things that I suck at when other people on our team who surround me can do it just as good as me or if not way better than me. And I believe that's success in life. I think the same thing goes, you know, for your marriage. If my wife is way more, you know, creative than I am in terms of, you know, planning vacations and trips and she's more outdoorsy and she likes to do that stuff, why am I going to, you know, spend hours researching a trip and looking at stuff when that's her passion and she's great at it and she'll, she'll go 15 layers deep and I only go two layers deep. So it's, it's no, and again, on the same note, if I'm more analytical, more type A, more structured, I'm the one who's probably going to lay out the budget and manage the finances because that's what I'm kind of into where it might not interest her as much. So again, there's a synergy there between your team, your husband, your wife, uh, and the structure that you guys are working in. So again, play to your strengths and let go of the shit that you're not great at. Next on the list, if you want your problems solved, start looking for solutions. Don't just dwell on the problems. I believe that. You know, worrying in, in, you know, about problems is like, you know, sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't really go anywhere. Um, and I always like to say, uh, you know, my old boss, uh, when I worked at the U, he would always say, you know, control your controllables. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a real phrase, but why are you going to sit and worry and dwell on things that you can't control whatsoever? Instead of, you know, focusing on all the shit that's going wrong, like, what can I do to change it, to fix it, or mitigate, you know, any damage or losses along the way? So focusing on some kind of positive outcome or resolution is much better than just sitting and bitching about something because that never really got me anywhere. So I stopped doing it many years ago. Next on the list, successful people implement things in a hurry. Procrastination is not acceptable in anything. The faster of speed of implementing things, you know, the better the quality of life, the bigger your bank account, the faster you get problems solved, the quicker you move forward and go on to the next task. Um, I'm more of a, you know, ready shoot, aim kind of guy, as opposed to, you know, ready, aim, shoot, you know, I like to just kind of throw shit out there, see if it sticks to the wall and kind of fix it later. I know for some people, they have a hard time with that. They're stuck in that, you know, I want to make everything perfect. Uh, I'm not in that regard. We're pumping out so much content, doing so many things and trying so many new programs. There's going to be hiccups um, and little failures along the way, but I take those hiccups and I take the feedback from people of things that I'm doing wrong or things that suck or misspelled words or mislinks or videos or whatever we're doing for business. And, uh, and, and look at this way. I do the same with relationships with every, you know, I, I tell my wife, I'm like, it's awesome. You met me now. And if you think I suck now, man, you should have met me 10 years ago because I was fucking terrible. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I say that half jokingly, but I mean it as well, just for the fact of every you know, relationship I was ever in, you know, from probably age, you know, 14 till now, Every girl that I met or dated or had some relationship with, whether it was, you know, a, a day, a week, a month, a year, five years, I learned something from that, from the things I did wrong for them of why it didn't work out. And sometimes it can be just because the other person is crazy, which which happens. We all meet those people. Um, but it's like there's two or three things that I probably did wrong that I would like to fix. And so every relationship moving forward in my life, I try to do something better from the one before. And I try to not repeat the same mistakes over and over and again. That works for business. It works for relationships, and it certainly works for fitness as well. Next one, successful people are always growing. Um, success is never stagnant. I look at life, you guys, in you know, with your marriage, with your finances, with your business, with anything you're doing, it's an uphill battle, and you're always kind of moving uphill slowly, but you always have to be moving uphill slowly. And the minute that you stop that momentum, you start to slowly roll back down. Nothing stays the same. There is no emergency parking brake in life that's going to hold you where you're at. 
So when people say things like, oh, I'm going to work really hard to get to this level and I'm just going to, you know, try to maintain it. Well, especially in fitness, if you worked really hard and you did a certain, you know, you were eating a certain way, training a certain way, sleeping a certain way, doing all those steps a certain way, and then you get to that point, you can't just stop and put it on cruise control because you'll slowly creep back to that starting point where you're at. You always have to be trying to making some form of progress every single day. And it can be little things, reading a chapter in a book, doing five minutes of mobility, making one better eating choice. Whatever it is, you're always taking one step forward every single day to make yourself a little bit better, a little bit smarter, just doing things that are going to push you the right way as opposed to drag you down the opposite way. Next one, you have to think big. Most successful people in life, they, they think differently than the rest. They typically think much bigger. They're the dreamers, if you will. They think about doing big things, not doing just ordinary things. They set big goals. They take big actions. Therefore, they reach big achievements. Nobody in the world is reaching enormous, you know, phenomenal goals. And they're reaching these huge, big, giant dreams by thinking small, by wishing small, by dreaming small. You, if you want to get awesome shit to happen in your life, you have to dream of awesome things. Does that make sense? Like if your goal is to, oh, I'm going to increase my income by a hundred bucks this year. That's a relatively small goal for you guys who are trying to make more money. Or, you know, you have a hundred pounds. So it's like, well, I'm going to lose one pound this year. Now I'm all for making progress, but you have to set a, a realistic goal, but also one that's enough. That's going to challenge you guys to actually get you up and moving and doing things differently. Setting small goals. And again, we joke because... Uh, BJ was here and he said for the first time in, you know, probably, you know, 12, 13 years, he hit an actual, for a product launch, he hit an actual sales goal. Now that's partially probably because, you know, over time he's become even better and better and better than he was when he started. But now he's starting to set the, he, at first he might be set the goals probably too big, but now they're like, they're more realistic, but they're also challenging enough to push the envelope a little bit forward. And I'm a huge fan of that. So setting something up for you guys, and again, this goes for every pillar of your life, whether that be the money that you spend, the job title you're trying to get, the education level, you know, your PR in terms of lifting or rowing or skiing or your mile time, whatever you're going after, set a goal that's big that you know is attain almost like think of it like this way. Think of when you're saying these big, like huge goals, like these big ass goals, like a video game, like like one of the harder video games. Like it's possible to beat it but it's almost impossible to beat it. Does that make sense? So your goal should be like a video game. It's possible to beat the game, but it's gonna be really, really tough to do, and it's gonna take a lot of steps to you do correctly and a lot of fails and stumbles along the way in order to kind of crack the code, if you will. Next one, staying one step ahead. Most people uh, in business, and I think in life in general, um, they're relentless in their quest to improve and to be better. There's zero place for complacency. They're always improving. They're always looking for an edge and they, you know, staying the same is not even a consideration to them. So that's kind of playing off the same notes, you guys, always trying to, you know, innovate and change and stay ahead of the curve and hedging your bets in terms of taking chances. Next one, high achievers aren't smarter or more talented. They just do the things that everyone else dreams about doing. Or the way I look at it is this, there's a lot of people, you guys, who are smarter than me. And they have probably more natural God-given talent than I do. And there's a lot of things I suck at and I'm socially awkward and there's things I just, I'll never really, I, I grasp them in the context if I get it, but I'm never going to play the game to assimilate to them. But what I will do is I'll do the shit work that nobody's going to do. I'll still take the little chores, the little tasks. I'll do the little follow-up. I'll put in the manual labor. I'll do the little things to connect. I'll stay up, you know, 
an hour later at night. I'll wake up an hour earlier if I have to. I'll punt watching a football game here or there. I'll give up TV. I'll do whatever I have to do in order to get the goals that I want achieved done. I just will. And uh, that has nothing to do with being smart. That has nothing to do with about being talented. It's just about you putting in the fucking work that nobody else will do. It's why, you know, I look this way. It's why I move this way. It's why I feel this way. I'm willing to take care of myself. I'm willing to go to sleep at a certain time within the last couple of days. I'm willing to, you know, follow a protocol of eating that makes me have energy. I'm willing to do workouts that a lot of other people aren't willing to do. So A, I can look the way I want to, and I can feel strong, and I can feel healthy, and I can lead from the front, and I can show people, hey, if you're willing to put in the work, this is the kind of life you can live. This is how you can look. This is how you can move. This is how you can feel. And I think people resonate with that. So by you willing to be in the dirt and the muck and the trenches with them shows a lot, and that takes no smarts and no talent. just takes drive and effort and wanting to achieve something. And that's where I've lived most, I made my entire career off that, you guys, um, of not being the smartest, not being the talented, not being, you know, the brightest, but, you know, being consistently over time, I don't know a lot of people who work harder than me, consistently, day after day. It, it's tough to find. It's, it doesn't take skill. It just takes effort and efforts between you and you, and you guys can control that. Next one, focus on behaviors rather than outcomes. You can control your behavior by disciplining yourself to enforce new habits which will almost always ensure you're getting the outcome that you truly want. So again, instead of always focusing on, you know, the amount of weight lost or the actual PR number or, you know, the amount of money you, you know, have in the bank account or in your retirement or what you make on a salary, focus or like even if you you tried something with your husband or wife, you tried, you know, a, a different trip or a destination or you're doing something different in your marriage if it's therapy or something. Don't always focus on just the outcome, but the actual behavior and the pattern. If we if we fail and we fall and we fuck up, that's normal and that's life. To me as though, are you trying? Are you trying to make the shift? If you went out to dinner and maybe you end up having two cookies and the goal is to have zero, but you used to have seven cookies, you're slowly starting to transform and change the behavior. And to me, that's the key. So when you control control the behavior by disciplining yourself, you will enforce new habits. And over time, if you do that consistently enough, you'll be a different person. It's a game changer. Next one, learn by doing, not by talking about it. If you want to be a great public speaker, you got to fucking speak, man. If you want to be good at golf, you got to start practicing golf. If you want to be a good writer, you got to write. If you you know want to be stronger and build a bigger chest, you got to do the push-ups. You just do. Sometimes we can have all the knowledge in the world, we can listen to it, we can read about it, uh, we can have a coach, a mentor, a mastermind group, but at the end of the day, you just got to fucking do. You got to put you know, pen to paper, you got to put your feet on the floor, and you actually have to put action into it. There's so many people who just watch videos and listen to podcasts and read books, and they spend all this money, and they consume all this stuff, and they get hyped at an event, and then they go home, and they don't do shit with the information. Knowledge is literally nothing, you guys. You have to do. You have to put action to stuff. I'm a huge believer in that. Sometimes I probably do it too much. Maybe I should slow down a little bit um, and do things slower. But for me, I always felt, you know what? I'm going to get out there and just, I'm going to grab a golf club and I'm going to fucking swing and I'm going to figure it out from there. And I'm going to take a couple hacks at it and what I suck at, I can get a coach. I can. But again, the point is, no matter what the metric, you have to actually do. Knowing is not enough. Execution is the game. Next one. The first couple of weeks of doing something outside your comfort zone are going to suck, and they're going to suck shit. Um, I'm living proof of it. You know, discipline yourself to get through that initial suck phase, that period where you're terrible, and uh, 
just stay the course. And you know, for me, up front, getting on camera uh, and and talking and public speaking was ter- was terrifying. Um, it was like pulling teeth to me. Uh, I felt awkward, uncomfortable. I felt stupid that people would think I was an idiot, that I wouldn't know what I was talking about, I wouldn't make sense. Um, and now it's, you know, one of the things outside of just you know direct fitness, I get paid the most money for. It's one of the things that drives people in here. A lot of people sign up for our online coaching programs and even come into our business because of how I talk and because of how I speak, which is ridiculous because I'm a mutant robot. And uh, but I've I've mastered this skill of being able to talk about you know this the stuff that I'm good at, whether that's you know fitness, nutrition, wrapped up into kind of a lifestyle based you know way of living. And uh, it, it's come it's becoming easier for me. And again, I, I talk the way I talk. It's very conversational. I'm very direct. I don't. Uh, you know, fuck around a lot in between. But uh, up front, it was really tough for me. The first time I was on live TV, um, man, terrible. If I can find the clip, I will share it uh, on our newsletter. The first time, God, it was it was live. It was like snoring living, I think, with like Andy. And uh, we're on there. And man, just awkward, like trying to look in the camera. Do I look at the teleprompter? Do I look at the host? I had no coaching. I just showed up one day. And even that, like my fitness cues and coaching weren't as great. They're like one a hundredth of what they are now it was just an awful experience but it took me feeling awkward uncomfortable and the next time it went on and the next time and by the 10th time I'm on like live tv I'm like dude I could talk about this stuff in my sleep I'm good I know how to pander to the camera and to the audience again I'm not you know I'm not Denzel um, but I do the best that I can with with the skills that I have and if I'm talking about things I know about and passionate about I tend to be better at it but my point is is that the first not just the first couple weeks the first couple months or years was awful for me, but you know, getting on camera, talking on video, doing presentations, doing speeches, doing live events um, has been a game changer for me. And again, it was awkward up front, and now it's uh, you know one of the things I look forward to the most, and I have the most fun doing. Which oddly enough, sometimes the things that uh, are awkward for us uh, end up being our greatest strengths. So, next one, business is like fitness, and I think this goes for you know your relationships are like fitness and relationships are like business and I think everything is kind of interchangeable because there is no magic pill and results that come overnight at least not for me there aren't and so focusing on the process you get to actually enjoy the journey of it so like your marriage like there's steps to it like you're you know when you date somebody there's a step when you get engaged there's a step when you're married for year one year two year three there's there's steps and phases to this and I assume when you have kids, you know, there's a step. And if you have multiple kids, uh, I see it here. I get to hear it from people. It's one of the great benefits of living this life. Same thing with business when it's just an idea, you know, in your living room. And then when you, you know, file an LLC or your S Corp. And then when you start a website and then you start the social media channels. And then when you, if you, you know, lease a space or you buy a building or you, ha- and then you have employees, like it's a process to it. Same thing with fitness. Like when you start out, like I'm going to decide I'm going to get fit. And you sign up for a coach and you get a program and then you start diving into the different aspects of it. Same thing with your eating. There isn't a magic pill, you guys, to make you be successful overnight. You have to really be willing to put in the work. And it's the process of it. It's the journey of it, not just the end goal, which you have to focus on if you truly want to be successful and have fun doing it. I mean, that's the game. Just really even enjoying the ups and the downs, enjoying the downs. It just The shitty days, you guys, really do make the awesome days that much sweeter. Uh, next one on the list, doing the same thing you've always done will get you the same thing you've always got. The people uh, I enjoy watching and working with, honestly, um, they get a ridiculous amount of growth um, by stepping out of their comfort zone uh, and, do, and doing that. Again, if you're always doing the, the exact same workout, giving the exact same effort, 
eating the exact same way, never trying to push the limits. And again, I'm not talking you got to go crazy here and do things that are super drastic, but you can't just be the hamster on the wheel doing the same shit because over time, again, especially in fitness, we're always getting softer, older, and wrinklier. That's just the game. So with that said, you have to kind of always be pushing the limits, maybe be eating a little bit better, getting a little bit better recovery, a little bit, you know, better quality sleep, kind of biohacking some of the things. Once you've obviously, you know, got the basics down, but you can't keep doing the same shit because if you do, you'll just keep getting the same results. And if you're super happy with that, then cool, then do it. But uh, over time, I, I think people can get complacent very easily. And I'm a huge fan of always just trying to, you know, even if it's not pushing the boundaries, it's just doing things smarter in a more efficient way. And then the last one, you guys, it never has changed and it never will. You cannot help people until they want to help themselves. This is a truth, um, especially in fitness. Uh, I can assure you this. I can want it so bad for somebody. I mean, I can almost, you know, have empathy to a level that I don't think a lot of humans have. And, and I can try to have it for someone. I can feel bad for them, for, for how they look, how they move, how they feel. I can feel their pain. I can sit in here in my office as they cry with me. And uh, I can't do it for them, though. I can't track the food for you manually. I can't fucking eat for you. I can't wake up for you. I can't sleep for you. I can't do the push-ups for you. You have to be willing to do it yourself, and you have to want to do it. I can tell you all the right stuff. I can hype you up on the podcast. I can put motivational quotes on the wall. I can show up here at 4 in the fucking morning for you, but you have to want to do it. It's the same thing for you guys. If you're in debt up your ass right now and you got credit card debt, you have to want to change it. You have to be willing to put yourself on a budget. You have to be willing to obviously spend less money you know, than you're making. You have to you know, delay gratification things. You might have to sell some stuff. You might have to you know, get a second job and a side hustle to get yourself out of that situation. But you want to have to do it if you're married to somebody and they don't want to, you know, deal with finances correctly. If you're married to somebody and they don't want to meet you in the middle and, you know, engage in activity or solve the problems, you're not going to be able to change that person. If you got shitty employees and you're the boss, you're not going to be able to motivate somebody and hype them up if they don't want to be motivated themselves. We can only do so much. And that's why I don't take credit for the people here who have made these amazing changes in their life, who have lost, you know, 50 pounds, 80 pounds, 100 pounds and kept it off. You know, the people here who have, you know, they now PR stuff, the people here who, you know, wanted to get abs, now they have them every single day, or the people here who just wanted to have a better quality of life, now they walk different, they talk different, they act different. I didn't do that for them. They did it for themselves. I just say I probably met them at a perfect time in their life and a perfect synergy, and maybe they needed somebody like me to say, hey man, enough of the fucking bullshit, let's get after it. And maybe the way that I said it, or, or, the, or two people that they met here, or one of our coaches was it. And we just happened to find them in a perfect storm and they, and they, they grasped onto, you know, the life raft we were throwing them. But, you know, they swam to shore. They kept kicking. They kept working. And you guys have to know that. So if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you're an employee or, you know, if you work for someone or if you're in fitness and you're trying to, if you're another coach or, you know, if it's your husband or your wife, and you're trying to get them fit and them healthy, you can't get them to do it unless they truly want to. You, you, can, you can try 50 different tactics and, and I hope some of them work. But ultimately, deep down inside in their heart and their mind, they have to make the switch and make the change if they want to really get shit done. So, again, you guys, that's my tips uh, that Pat dropped on me, kind of with my own little twist and spin on them. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Again, all stuff you guys know. I just know sometimes when you're driving in your car, you're cooking food, or you're going for a walk, it's nice to hear something that gets you kind of hyped and, and jacked up, or if nothing else, takes you back and reminds you um, of what your goal really is and what you're really trying to get done in 2019. Obviously, it's a new year. 
You guys were 15 days in, and I don't want you to be complacent. I don't want you to be stuck in the same station if you're not happy. If you're happy as shit, you know, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you're not, I urge you guys to play to your strengths. You know, go after the things you want. We're living in one of the greatest times ever. Um, we just watched a movie. Um, God, I, I don't watch movies hardly ever, and I forget the name. It's uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, the Outlaw King, uh, Chris Pine, I think, is in it. And uh, just the era of that show alone, like how how savage it is. You know, they're you know they're sword fighting, they're riding horses. They you know they have no electricity, they have no internet. They don't even know like other parts of the world even exist because they're stuck in this small ecosystem. You are living in one of the greatest fucking times ever, you guys. You have more power in your iPhone than other countries had, you know, 50 years ago. It's unbelievable. You literally can learn anything you want. You can connect with anybody. You can change your life. You can get motivated. You can get inspired. You can do so many different things with the power of technology and the resources we have that we didn't have shit even 10 years ago. It's a gift and it's amazing. So take advantage of it, please. Reach out to somebody like myself or somebody you want to talk to. Odds are, you know, we're, we're a lot more reachable than you think. Obviously, I'm busy and I'm inundated to shit. So it takes me a week to get back to you. I apologize, but I'll do it if I can, if I can provide any value for your life um, to make it better. That's kind of what I'm put on this earth to do. I believe that. So take that for what it's worth. Anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, you know, shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to do it. Um, and if you're on iTunes, please subscribe, you guys. There's a shit ton of you listening, uh, and I know that there's not as many of you subscribed. Um, so just do it. It means the world to us. And if you're on iTunes right now specifically, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I'd appreciate it. And the greatest gift you guys can give me is sharing this podcast, especially if it's like on Instagram. When you listen to it, tag me in it. I'm happy to reshare it to my story so other people see it. Um, but I appreciate that a lot because I, don't, I, just, I just know – the power of being introduced to people. And I'll share a story about that, like my origin story of how I got introduced to probably, you know, the five to 10 most important people in my life, whether it be directly or indirectly and how that changed my life. And a lot of that came by somebody forwarding me an email, somebody giving me somebody else's book, somebody just dropping a name on me and I doing the research. There's been probably five or six, you know, monumental moments in my life of just being introduced to a certain person that literally changed the landscape of my entire life of how I think and how I live it. And if I can, you know, some weird fucking strange way be that for somebody you know, I'm happy to do it. Because um, if I wouldn't have met one or two key people for sure in my life, just off the top of my head, my life would be completely different right now. I wouldn't be doing this. And even if I was, I wouldn't be doing it like this at scale. It changed my entire mindset um, and the person that uh, I've become. And so I know the power of it. So share the podcast. I appreciate the casket effect you guys have by doing that. It goes far beyond you know, your reach you know, that you can ever imagine. So with that said, have an awesome rest of your Tuesday, you guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.